YBF's Fully Wang of the Week. I have to get my thoughts together so I don't get too upset again. So I'm slightly over it now, now that I've gone off on tangents about it for two days. But it needs to be discussed again. That means this Fully Wang goes to Charlemagne the God. Here's the thing. I love Charlemagne. Always have. Been listening to Wendy Williams since college. And even after college, whenever Charlemagne came on and was her was was her co-host of sorts, I love that he can rile people up with just certain words. But I thought he was also very smart. So I wasn't mad at things he said. I thought it was cool to listen. I listened to his podcast, Brilliant Idiots. Like, I actually really appreciate... I appreciate anyone who speaks from a point of they know what they're talking about. Like, you may... You know, I may disagree with you, but I like to hear those things, not from a place of pulling things out your ass, but from a place of you've studied this, you've read this, and this is your, you might use humor to deliver it um, and shade and, and shock value to deliver it. But at least it's coming from a place of you at least know what you're talking about. Um, so I don't have any issues with Charlemagne. I've actually always liked, liked what he serves up, his brand of humor. But this time he kind of pissed me off. Not just him, really like a lot of people pissed me off when it came to this subject, including Trevor Noah. Here's my thing. When you have a platform, I understand that you have to do things to get ratings. I get it. And I'm a media person, so I would never downplay another media person for being a media person. But there has to be limits to things you do because you know what the fallout can be. You of all people, you the media person know the effects that your words and the effects of you giving your platform to others has. So I would expect you, I hold you to a higher caliber to be able to, you know, determine when you should do things for ratings and when you should leave it alone for the greater good. This was a case I wanted them to leave alone for the greater good. And that is bringing Bigot Barbie, as my friend Michael Arsenault has coined her, on to both of their shows. Well, she went on one show. The other one, she, you know, she chatted with him on on the side. It just pisses me off that Bigot Barbie, whose name is Tommy Lauren. Am I pronouncing her name right? I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about. Lauren, Lauren. I'm fine with Bigot Barbie. Laren. I'm just going to go with Bigot Barbie. All right. So she stars on a show and maybe not star she hosts a show called um um whatever her name or show is tommy something um and it's on the blaze which is a network that i've never heard of it um but it's apparently on verizon fios and also on dish network and it was started by conservative talking head glenn beck so Tommy is about, um, I assume like her early 20s. She graduated from college in 2014. So um, she got this job in 2015. So that tells you how much work she put in to earn a hosting job on a network. Rolls eyes. Um, She didn't put in any work to earn that. But she is the typical look of what you would expect not expect, but the typical look of what racist white men want to see. She's blonde. She's very pretty. And she's very young. She's petite. She's all the things that racist white men love or that, you know, America in general just loves. Um, 
And when she opens her mouth, she spits the most disgusting and the most conservative. I don't even want to say conservative. And conservatives should really distance themselves from her because she does not help their case. Um, the most disgusting too conservative and too meaning she takes it and perverts the term conservative um judgmental condescending racist bigoted completely culturally racially and everything else insensitive um person like that's all she spews and it's gross she's the person that accuses or claims that black lives matter has you know promoted the killings of cops she says that it's the it's honestly the craziest things I've ever heard in my entire life. You've probably seen the clips just circulating around Facebook or Instagram or wherever where it's you know it goes viral because she's a racist pretty white girl that's spewing the hate that a lot of people in America like to see in a package that they like to see it in. So yeah, it went viral. That's what it does. That's what racism, that's what that's what crazy, you know, talk does. It goes viral. Whether it's true or not, whether it's valid or not, whether it's nice or not, things like that go viral. Cause that's what Buzz does. So Trevor Noah decided to have her on his show, The Late Show. Late night with Trevor Noah. Um think of her as think of Tommy as the younger, far more uninformed version of, what's her name? Uh, white lady with the long hair, Ann Coulter. Think of Tommy as the younger, more Barbie version, more misinformed, slightly more dangerous version of Ann Coulter. And that says a lot if you say it's the slightly more dangerous version of Ann Coulter um so basically Trevor Noah decided to have her on his show because he wanted to start the discussion and start the the debate and the, the actual speaking to each other instead of talking about each other and Trevor Noah ripped her to shreds without and not, he never raised his voice he never cursed at her he never called her a name everything was point by point he broke her down and made her look like the stupidest person on earth. Basically, who to me she is. And I say stupid because you have the ability to know better. You went to college. You graduated college. You come from a good family. Isn't she from like South Dakota or something? Something random. She claims she's never, you know, interacted with black people. That doesn't mean that you're, that doesn't make you racist. That just makes you uninformed. And you do something about that when you have the means to do it. But what did you do? Instead, you decided to let your environment dictate how you think about an entire group of people. 12 million people in America are black Americans. So now you've completely thought wrong about an entire group of people. And you have a horrible, horrible view of who these people are. A horribly wrong view, horribly misinformed. You say wrong facts, you say all these things. So I guess Trevor wanted to approach her and wanted to nail her on every fact on this show so the whole world could see it. And that's what he did. It went viral the next day, their chit chat. We posted it on the site, on the YBF.com. And I mean, it was necessary to do. Sometimes you have to approach a person that is spewing hate and is getting traction for doing so. Um, sometimes you have to confront them head on and end it right there. 
I wasn't that mad at him doing that. Some people are mad that he had her on the show. They said, don't give hate groups and don't give hate people like her a platform at all. Just ignore them. They'll go away. I disagree with the whole just ignore them. They'll go away because we thought that about Trump and look what happened. You can't just ignore people. You have to shut them down and then move on. And I think that that's what Trevor did. My issue comes in that after this went viral, after the world saw how Trevor broke her ass down, much deserved, by the way, read her in the most polite fashion, but read her for filth. He felt this need to kiss up to her afterwards. And he felt a need to apologize now, without actually apologizing, but he felt the need to defend her. So he took to his Twitter account to say, you know, thank you, Tommy, for coming on. This was not meant to hurt you. This was not this, not that. You guys stop being mean to Tommy. Stop dragging her. And, you know, she's just, she's learning. She's evolved. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not the time to learn. You were given a big do- dog job, Tommy right out of college and you took it you accepted it so you better accept every consequence that comes with it there's people that have been journalists for 10 15 years that have never even been who are amazing at what they do who don't get offered the hosting job on a network i wonder why you did blonde white girl welcome to privilege and welcome to a blonde white girl not acknowledging she has said privilege um It irked me that he followed that up with a, uh, he felt like he needed to, I don't know what it is, not apologize, but he felt the need to um, make her feel better, you know, because she was getting railed. It was bad. And I've never seen people do that for black girls. You know, we go places and get railed every day of our lives. Very rarely do I see somebody say, I'm sorry for that. Kind of pissed me off. Then the next day he sent her cupcakes. Hey, Tommy. Here's cupcakes. She posted them on Instagram. Of course she did. She posted on Instagram. Thanks, Trevor. She's posing with the cupcakes all seductively. And it's just gross. He took her to a bar for drinks afterwards. That made the blogs. We have the picture and everything up on the YBF.com. Like, come on. Did some people probably rip you apart, Trevor, for, for doing what you did? Yeah, probably. But you're a host. You earned your position. You understand what comes with that. Sometimes even when you speak truth, people are going to be mad, but it was worth it because you need to shut down hatred. And that's what he did. So the fact that he's kind of like crawling back, it just, it irks me. I don't like it. And she's not a per. she's not your friend. And here we go again with black folk thinking that some white person is your friend when they show who they are. She showed you who she is over and over and over and over again. She's been on the air for over a year saying these hurtful disgusting things it's not just about learning she's not in college anymore she accepted the job if she wasn't ready for the job and she still had things to learn she shouldn't have accepted the job yet she did because what does she want of course she wants stardom she's 20 something years old you know like she'll say whatever do i think she believes everything she says probably child she might not even realize what she's saying she just knows it gets her you know men liking her pictures and men liking her videos and it goes viral that's all there is. So then Charlemagne allegedly, well, I won't say allegedly, it's it's confirmed. He was going, him and the Breakfast Club were going to have Tommy on their show the very next day. I guess she, she's on a promo tour. She suddenly wants to talk to black men. I don't know. The black men she hates so much. 
but she is quick to use them for some publicity, isn't she? Oh, I know some other girls like that. I don't. Do you? Hmm. How interesting. So apparently she called out of that that interview because this was the day that everything was going viral. Like her reading and everything that, that Trevor gave to her was viral. And allegedly the network that she works for, The Blades, said they wanted to stop the bleeding. So they canceled her appearance on The Breakfast Club because they all knew that she was about to get ripped to shreds again. She couldn't hold her own because she's ignorant. She's dumb. She had no comebacks. She couldn't explain how she felt. She couldn't explain things because she has no facts. She's just spewing hatred. <sighs> so Charlemagne went to Twitter and said, oh, well, apparently we're not doing this interview because she canceled it. I get, apparently she's, you know, she can't take it anymore. Next thing we know, a day or so later, he's out with her. Out with Tommy, posing for pictures. They're chopping it up. I'm not sure if they did a podcast or not because his his brilliant idiots co-host was also in the pictures. So I'm not sure if he's gonna have her on the show. I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's gonna do the Breakfast Club at another time. But he did meet up with her, and they seem to have done something together. Next thing we know, he's defending her like crazy. He claims he's not defending her, but that's how it came off to almost everyone. Oh, Tommy's just misinformed and we, we need to, you know, rally around. We need to do this and do that. And we, we don't need to do a damn thing. She made her bed that she is very confident about. So we have every right to mess the bed up. Every right. And she can keep making it back up if she wants. But you're going to take it. You said it and you're going to take it. So Charlemagne took to Twitter and one of the last things he said was pretty much my last straw and was, was most people's last straw. Here's what he said. Would be dope if a young black or Hispanic woke woman used social media to create a platform to be a voice like Tommy Lahren did. I can't even, I, I was, I was keeping my mouth shut throughout his whole, you know, Twitter rant about why people were mad at him for posing up with Tommy and posting on Instagram and all these things. But this one, I was done for many reasons. One, whew, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> one, because if you don't recognize that there are tons of black and Hispanic women who are woke, who do use their social media to create platforms and to be a voice, then that's your fault. That's your fault, not ours, that you didn't notice. So I was like, well, that's funny because I can name two black women on a very network that you're on yourself, Charlemagne, MTV. They've created, you know, MTV Decoded. They've created, you know, like different shows about this and they're black women. What are you talking about? It's not their fault that they're not elevated or, or vi going viral and all these things because other people aren't looking at them. Of course, Tommy went viral. She's spewing hatred that always goes viral. It's not that difficult to understand. Everyone knows, especially media people. And this is why I got more mad about it is because when you know better and yet you still kind of um, pander to the idea that black women clearly aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing then because they're not on her level, that kind of, it, it irks me. Don't do that because you know exactly why black women's voices are not going viral. One, because they're black women. Welcome to my life. We can say exactly what some other girl says and ours will not go viral, but theirs will. The how was that our fault? Why don't you charge that game? Why don't you charge that to America? Why wasn't the phrase that you actually said, America, 
Why don't y'all go to XYZ site or America? Why don't y'all go to XYZ's radio show or podcast or this person? Why don't you all go listen to this black woman's platform so much? Why do y'all keep making things that Tommy says go viral? Why is that not the, the angle that we take here? Why is the angle as usual, the onus is put on the black woman who's doing all the work that irked me to no end. Because one, I thought that Charlemagne was team us. Like I've heard him many times defend black women um, about certain things. Yeah, there are times that he goes in on black women. That whole thing with little mama pissed me off. Um, he went in on her and, and put her in tears and never apologized until like 10 years later, it felt like. So it's like, <laughs> but we over here defending Tommy five hours later who, who deserved everything she got? Like, get out of here. You know, America don't like a upset blonde woman. They don't like it at all. If a blonde woman's upset, they, we need to go defend her and help her. So for him to say that was quite disgusting and people read him for filth. Jamila Lemieux read him for filth. Who used to be the former, um, former digital editor over at Ebony. Fabulous feminist that she is. Um, Francesca Ramsey, who has a show as well. She also is one of the writers on um, uh, one of the late night shows. She's amazing. Women went in on him and basically told him, you need to stop accusing us of not doing what we're supposed to do and stop and look around. Why aren't you putting these black women and Hispanic women that you talk or speak of, why aren't you putting them on a platform? Why aren't you putting them on your own show? One of my friends actually reached out to me after I talked about this on Facebook. Y'all know I ran a Facebook to talk about it. <laughs> One of my friends actually reached out. She's a lawyer. She's also a talking head. She does things on, um, on you know, Fox News and things like that. And she's a black woman. We went to high school together. She's amazing. She's gorgeous, but she's very smart. And no, she's not super, She's not conservative, like, you know, to be on Fox News. She's just a talking head and typically does Fox News. She actually told me, she said, Natasha, here's the funny thing. I ran into him in the Fox News green room. I ran into Charlemagne. <clears throat> I specifically asked him, hey, can I come on your show to discuss my perspective as a black woman at Fox News covering this election? And I can also talk about anything else. I can talk about police shootings of black men. I can talk about, you know, how the cable news is covered and how they're not covering it. And I can talk about culturally relevant things from a black female perspective. She's like, I gave him my email address, my cell phone number. I gave him everything so that we could talk. And she said, I even followed up afterwards. Needless to say, I'm still waiting on the call. So that kind of tells me, I'm not saying that he does this all the time. You know, I'm just saying, I don't like when people criticize an entire group of people that are already, you know, just already feet on our neck all the time as black women in media, always. I don't appreciate you putting the onus on us that we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Have you done what you're supposed to do to put those black women on a pedestal? Ask yourself that before you accuse us of something. Go listen to his donkey of the day for his explanation on what's being said. But basically, he's apologizing for not saying it clear enough. But he's also still blaming the world for not understanding what he had to say because he still stands by what he says. He's saying there's a difference between social platforms and an actual platform and he's saying that she has an actual platform that's what it seems like he's saying to me and there's a lot of black women and hispanic women on twitter and facebook and all these places that are talking on the platform and but they're not the voices aren't amplified and she has now found a way to amplify her voice using facebook from her actual show that she does 
I understand in a way what you're saying, but there, that doesn't mean that there's no black women on national television either who also don't use social media. Whoopi Goldberg is on The View every day saying some really, sometimes I disagree with her, but sometimes she says some real, real stuff that needs to be amplified. But is it? Nope. It's put all over the place on The View's Facebook, The View's social, The View's everything. Does that go viral? No. So stop acting like we just don't know what we're doing. It's not hard to make racism go viral. Stop acting like she did something impossible. Tommy created a platform. She didn't create anything. She was given that. He swears up and down that she created her audience and she created this, created that. Mm, the audience is kind of already there. Like they have a built-in. Glenn Beck is the most conservative talking head on earth. It's already there. She didn't create something from nothing. Stop acting like we're on the same level. I created something from nothing. I can name 20 black women off the top of my head that created something from nothing. Stop putting us in the same lane. She was given something. She, she gets a paycheck. So no, she didn't create something from nothing. She doesn't file um, W-9. She files W-2s. There's a difference. Oh, Jesus. I'm just mad. I'm really mad because I really, I expected more. I understand that, you know, you feel like black women should have a higher and more powerful voice here, but it's not because of our lack of effort. It's because of America giving more credence to those who look a certain way, period, point blank. And if a black woman ever went off the way that Tommy does on her show, like she gets enraged about the killer black men and about, you know, black lives matter and just how horrible black people are. And if we ever went off like that, what do we get labeled as? Angry black woman. So stop acting like it's all our fault. There's a lot of things at play here. And if you're not doing anything to help the matter, shut it. Anyway, he wants to know what he can do to, um, to help the matter. He said, well, what can I do? I'm telling y'all right now, what can I do to help black women get a higher voice and to get a more vocal voice and to make sure that people hear and see their platforms more. Oh, since you asked, I have three ways you can help. One, give money to these black female platforms. It's very simple. A lot of corporations rarely pay multicultural females who, um, or I don't even like to say the word females, but I'm using the word because that's what Charlemagne used. Um, most corporations have issues with finding and funding um, women owned and operated platforms. I don't know why it's so difficult, but it is. And a lot of multicultural women do not get what they deserve. They do not get the pay they deserve. They do not get the sponsorships they deserve. They do not get the um, amplification they deserve. So what people don't realize is for whatever reason um, that while these people are not getting paid with their audience and what they are worth, those companies and those sponsors and those well, potential sponsors and those brands and those people are still using their demos to get great ratings for their shows and their movies and their, and their, you know, brands and whatever is what is they want to sell. But a lot of times they don't reinvest back into those platforms for whatever reason. Oftentimes, uh, mainstream content sites who get far less traffic or have far less influence, they're flocked to by those corporations with the money, with the funding for digital campaigns and to invest back into companies. They're given a disproportionate amount of money, to be honest. 
Um, it takes money to run a website, you know, and it takes money to support traffic. It takes money to support the resources, to keep the work flowing and to keep it up to date, to employ writers, to employ researchers. It all takes money. And a lot of black media, I would even go as far to say most. I've been on this for 10, going on 11 years. I, it's, it's always an uphill battle to make people respect and see your audience. This, they can see the numbers. Our numbers could be better than the, the next mainstream site. These corporations will so easily bypass you and go to that mainstream site. There's many factors at play here. There's sexism, there's racism, there's a lot of just misinformation. There's laziness on the behalf of those corporations. It's a lot of factors. But at the end of the day, all signs point to black media, especially women owned and operated black media or black platforms, get overlooked when it comes to getting funding. So give these give, give the female platforms some money. If, if you want to do something and want to know how you can help, there's one way. Number two, source black media. You're on radio on 10,000 markets all around the country, you know. That means every single day, people are listening to you. They're listening to who you reference. They're listening to what you say. So why not take advantage of that? Why not make, almost like create your own list of like black owned or female or women operated and owned platforms or talking heads or people that have great social platforms or people that have great traditional platforms, make a list and make sure you always go check those people before you talk about whatever topic you want to talk about. Go see if those people on your list have said anything about it so that you can reference them and source them on the air. Right. The more you say things, the more you reference things, it's almost, I don't want to call it brainwashing, but it's more of like a promotion. It's a branding thing. Branding. And you of all people know about branding. So as much as we can source mainstream people from CNN to people to, to ABC News to CBS News, why can't we throw in, you know, a Francesca Ramsey? Why can't we throw in a Awesomely Lovey? Like, why can't we reference these women on a daily basis, just like we reference mainstream on a daily basis? The more you say it, repetition is key. Perception is reality. So the more you say it, people will learn and people might start visiting those platforms on their own. So that's a way to help. There's power in repetition. It changes the way people think and are conditioned to think. And Donald Trump proved that, didn't he? Just saying. Third, this one's a little bit longer. It's a little bit, to me, one of the most important that doesn't even get talked about. Black influencers, celebrities, and talking heads. Stop only running to white and mainstream media to give your stories and your exclusive to. This is part of the issue of the black media and the black platforms not being amplified because the things that would amplify those platforms, those things are given to white and mainstream. So how about we talk about the effort that's being put in to make your, whether it's you, the celeb or whoever, the talent or your PR team, the effort they put in to go secure, you know, placement on People Magazine or placement on BuzzFeed or Vanity Fair or things like that. Can you put in the same amount of effort to reach out to a black media platform? Give them a story. It will naturally go viral because your content is what's going viral. Yes, you do have, I understand the the desire to be like, oh, I have this huge, I'm getting married or, and I can, I, I'm not going to name no names, but there's a certain person who recently got married and ran to 
People Magazine, and it's it's like, but they don't talk about you ever. I can name other sites, including ours, that talk about you at least once a week. And we talk about things that are not just huge, life-changing moments. We're not only talking about you, not just us, and this is not just about YBF. This is about black media in general. Black media tends to talk about the whole person, the whole character, good and bad. Not just when you're arrested, not just when you had a baby, not just when you got married, everything. When you had your charity event, we're talking about that. When you said something on your show or when you had an interview, when you were making media rounds, black people talk about you. So why do you ignore them when there's a big story? Why do you run and go give the big story to the already big conglomeration? I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying pay attention to what's happening when you do that. Maybe give it to both, you know, figure out a way to split up your exclusive, figure out a way to also toss a bone at the very least to the black media. Split up the story. Give two things to two people. Why is that so difficult? Stop ignoring. You can't you can't be confused on why black platforms don't have the amplification that you think they should have when at the same time you're not giving them the tool to even be amplified. Right. We can't if you don't want us to create a story about you, give us the story then. You go give it to People magazine, go give it to us too. This was my gripe with Nate Parker by the way. He went to Deadline and Variety to talk about his whole, you know, the rape case and all those things when, when Birth of a Nation was out because he was trying to stop the bleeding before it started. But he went to two white mainstream publications who read and ripped him apart for filth. They did not take heed to anything he was saying. It was like an op- they saw an opportunity to kill this man. And I'm not saying they were wrong or right for doing it. I'm just saying they once once he told them the story and he went to them for it. Once once he did that, it was on and popping. Mainstream ripped him to shreds. Interestingly, the one interview that humanized him and actually made black women say, "Huh. We understand what he's saying now. He actually is apologizing. He actually is somewhat admitting to being a an idiot back in the day. You know, he was 18 years old. Like, yeah, you're an idiot, which you did. You're now understanding. Guess who that interview was with? Ebony Magazine. Why didn't you do that to begin with? Sometimes people who have a stake in you doing well know how to shape the narrative to make to make you win because we have a stake in you winning. So we want to make sure we do this interview properly so that you win, so that you now humanize yourself, so now you humble yourself. Right. Why on earth would Deadline or Variety want to do that for you? But that's who you ran to. Very interesting. So that's just an example. If your PR team isn't booking you with black media, hold them accountable and make them. You're not going to get off all sky. I've had so many black celebs come to me like, I mean, my PR team didn't. I don't know why they didn't. You hired them. If you hire them, you control it. You want to be a business, right? That's what businesses do. And that's what business leaders do. You tell the people that you hire what to do. If they're not doing their job, you hold them accountable. You either fire them or make them. Pick one. If you want to break a story with someone, go find a black female of color, or I'm sorry, a female of color or black Hispanic, whatever fit, whatever floats your boat, and go give her that story and break it so that she can have something to amplify her platform. Someone you trust. I'm not saying that this goes for everybody because, you know, everybody ain't great and everybody don't know what they're doing. I get that. But every mainstream site don't know what they're doing either. And that did not stop y'all from running to them. So don't 
group all black media together or all Hispanic media or all Latin media. Like don't group everybody together because of the mess ups of one or two. You all don't do that for mainstream. So don't do that for us. If you break a story with, you know, a maybe quote unquote smaller, that's another story. I mean, a smaller media entity, that's, that's neither here nor there. It's going to go viral regardless because you are the story. Your story is the story. So why not give them, you know, why not help each other out? The other thing about it is understand what that means about big and small. A lot of people like to tell us, oh, we want to go give it to a big platform. Yeah, but in that big platform, maybe only 2% of the people even know who you are. So it only reached 2% of that big platform. Whereas 100% of a black media platform knows who you are. So it's reached 100%, which that 100% is likely very big, like much larger than that 2% that it reached on the other site. So people have to keep that in mind and understand how that works. Advertisers kind of got hip to that game, and that's why we were able to do certain things business-wise to leverage ourselves and say, hey, we might not have 10 million uniques a month, but even if we had one or two, that's more in that demo than certain other large platforms has in that demo. For that demo, not in general, for that demo, that means something. Um, So I I want black and black and Hispanic celebs and talent and, and, and influencers to understand and recognize that. So these are the ways that you can help. Hopefully that makes sense. Toss his hair. Toss his hair.